Aloha, all you basketball fanatics, and welcome to our podcast, Beyond the X's and O's, episode 13, coaches, 13. Let's think of some professional athletes or any athletes with the number 13. Anyone? Coach Lance, you have anyone? Besides the ones that we were just talking about? Yeah, which one? <laughs> which one was that? Give us one. Bam, out of bio. These are 13. Nice. Doug Christie. Oh, there you go. Doug Christie, number 13, huh? My fist guy. Pump. We got the fist pump by Coach Bob Mack. Uh, Coach Tom, anyone? Number 13? Ring a bell? Oh, Who? James Harden. Oh, there we go. Yeah, James yeah I was Harden. We get that one. The left-handed bandit. Wilt Chamberlain, number 13. Yeah, a bunch of 13s out there. I'm not so, allowed for 13 players. What's that? I just Googled to see who the number 13s were. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I did too. All right on. Okay, so hey guys, uh, welcome to episode 13. Want to give everyone out there who's listening or watching online, Twitch, a huge thank you. And on, on behalf of all of us coaches, check us out on all our social platforms too as well. Uh, Google Play, iTunes, Anchor, and Spotify. Check us out on our Instagram. Coach Lance will have all of that info down in the description of this podcast um, on the coaches panel. Once again, guys, on the coaches panel, we have Coach Bob Mack with Hui Basketball Club, Coach Lance O'Hara with Hui Basketball Club, Coach Tom Tran with Hui NCD, NorCal Dynasty, and yours truly, Coach Mel, with Hui Hawaii Heat. So, everyone out there, we apologize for last week it's been a while you know we were all caught up and busy with the whole uh thanksgiving week so it was a really rough week so we weren't able to put out a podcast last week so we apologize to you guys i know there was millions of you guys waiting i know sorry about that so um <laughs> but this may be a week late as far as like some of the things we want to talk about it's going to be almost sort of like a uh freestyle wednesday i guess you can call it um, but there are some things, some of these topics may be a week late because, you know, we missed the week, but we still want to talk about it, especially me. I want to first talk about good old Nate Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that boxing match with Jake Paul, YouTube sensation. <laughs> wow. That's all I got to say. The younger brother of Logan Paul. Now, if you guys don't know who those guys are, man, they have millions and millions of subscribers on YouTube. Uh, they both got started boxing about three years ago. You know, if you guys didn't know that. So they've been in the boxing game for some time, both him and his brother. And what they go around doing is they challenge other YouTubers that are kind of tough guys. And, you know, it's all charity and they raise a lot of money. A lot of people watch these YouTubers. And so they want to see each other box. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, talking crap back and forth on YouTube and, you know, social media and Instagrams. And so the hype, they hype it up and they have a really big, you know, following so they have no problems filling these events as far as boxing goes so jake paul has been boxing for three years like training seriously he's got i think one or two fights professionally well not professionally but under his belt like legit fights that are sanctioned so when nate robinson got into it nate robinson is ripped i mean i seen him probably like two years ago in phenomenal shape and then you guys can see in that video if you guys saw the boxing match, he was in phenomenal shape. He's ripped. He's shredded. 
looks really intimidating. Yeah, well, uh, none of that happened. He took a couple wop wops and uh, fell straight on his face. And uh, did I feel sorry for him? No, not at all, because I went back and I watched what caused the whole rant. <laughs> I wanted to know the history. I wanted to know the origin of why these two guys hated each other. So basically, <clears throat> Jake Paul was running his mouth saying he wanted to fight Tyson, right? And so then Nate Robinson kind of chimed in. I think it was on Twitter and called him out. Like, you haven't fought a real athlete. You need to fight me. And so he goes, soon, I'll fight you. You know, so that's kind of how it all started. And, um, you know, Nate Robinson's just, I mean, it was, he honestly thought he was going to win. I'm sure a lot of athletes and professional basketball players out there thought he was going to win. Uh, I've never seen box. I've seen him like practice. But the thing that Nate Robinson, he didn't take it serious. He didn't train. Like he didn't no, spar he didn't. one time. Yeah, he didn't spar one time. You can tell if you watch the footage, go to YouTube and just type in Nate Robinson knockout. Watch how he's fighting. He's he's grabbing, he's holding. And you can look at Jake Paul's feet. He knows how to move his feet. He's got great footwork, great head movement. He knows how to throw a jab. He knows how to throw a hook, a single. Like He's actually a solid. He, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's a pro, but not, not all means he's not a pro, but he knows how to box. He's been doing it for three years. So for Nate Robinson to jump in there and think he's going to do something. Oh my gosh, poor guy, man. One, two barbecue. He hit the floor hard out cold. He got knocked out one time and was complaining. It was a, a punch behind the head, but it wasn't, it was like right by the ear, probably right behind his ear, but it wasn't a rabbit punch that right there. He should have known And he got up because he almost, he looked like he was out on that first knockout. And then he got up and because it's a, you know, a charity thing. And um, they kind of gave him a long standing 10 count. <laughs> and uh, he said, he's ready to go. So he went back in there. And then um, he kept coming in with his face with his head. It's like boxing 101. You never do that. So but by the end of the fight, and it, from what I heard, and everyone was talking online was he never even sparred one time. And that's huge. And Jake Paul spars all the time. He actually broke his nose. So he had a broken nose. Um, through the fight so he was worried about getting hit in the nose so and, and it happens when you spar but yeah it, it, you could tell you know that nate robinson was just mm, outmatched uh and what's sad is he was you know calling this fight for the family and you know i'm gonna win this fight for all the athletes out there and you know it was funny because jake paul there i was watching a little like interview with both of them and um nate Robinson said, you're not from the mud. I don't even know if you know what that means, but I'm from the mud. You know, I guess he's from Seattle and from the hood, Oakland. He was claiming Oakland. He was claiming Seattle. And um, he goes, you don't know. I don't even know if you know what the mud is. And um, Jake Paul's like, the mud? What are you talking about? Your dad was a professional uh, football player. He played in the NFL. He goes, dude, my dad was a roofer and my mom was a nurse. So I know what the mud is. I mean, and I, I, you know, you compare the two, he's all your mom. He goes, your mom owned a beauty salon. My mom was a nurse and my dad was a roofer. So if by you saying that, I don't know the mud, I mean, come on. So I thought that was funny. That was a great, like, you know, comeback on uh, Jake Paul's behalf. You know, I would say they're almost on even playing grounds, you know, roofers make really good money. Nurses make really good money. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. I didn't know Nate Robinson's dad played in the NFL. Did you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I no, had no I idea. Did. Yeah, I had no idea. I don't know if he was a, a a big time name, 
I don't even know. Rick Robinson. I don't even know what his dad's name is. Uh, Coach, <laughs> Coach Bob. <laughs> hey, let's all guess. Let's all guess. Okay, you got Nate Robinson. I'm going to go with Nick Robinson. Coach Lance. Uh, I'm going to go James. I'm going to go James. Oh, Nate Senior. Nate Senior. <laughs> oh, that's a that, no. Coach Lance. That's that's a good one. That's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, what about I, you, Coach Tom? What about you, Coach Tom? I Coach Bob you. is looking it up. I have you. Stuff. What's that? I think Nate Senior sounds about right. Okay. Okay. So I. Okay. And. And Coach Mel, you you said I Nick. said I I said Nick, Nick Robinson. You <laughs> said Nick. I forgot what I said. Um, I guess it's James. It's yeah. I, I I think it's pronounced. Hold on, Jack. hold on. It's I was going to say did anybody did anyone get it right? That's what I was going to ask you first. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's Jack. It's Jack Robinson. Jack Robinson uh, out of out of Oakland. Okay. Um, he played for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he was drafted uh, 1985. That's what I was going to ask when he was uh, when he played and what team he played for. So he only he only played for one team. Um, I believe so. Yeah. So we're all learning something tonight, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. How long did he play? I don't think very long. Um, pro, pro Bowler? Any accolades? No, uh, looks like actually his, most of his accolades came in college, uh, MVP honors in both 90, 1982 Rose Bowl and 85 Orange Bowl. So okay. back in the day, I mean, those are still big bowls, but those were oh, huge yeah. bowls back in the day. Oh, yeah. Those were huge. huge. Now there's uh, like a 50 bowls. Yeah. And he was the first player in history to win both Rose Bowl and Orange Bowl MVP honors. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's impressive. So his NFL career was from where to where, Coach Bob? Uh, looks like he, Robinson, saw playing time in three NFL games in 87. So with the Philadelphia Eagles. And that was during the strike. So I'm assuming he was one of the strike players. So would you say he probably made a mill, huh? Uh, back in the day, he probably, I'm trying to about, think. he probably made about 10 bucks in a bag of chips back then. <laughs> but, I meant, I mean, but I meant like career. They were big bucks back then, especially guys that were barely making the roster. But I, but I meant career-wise. How many years did he play in the NFL? He played for he played in three games. Oh gosh, never mind. Yeah, so Sorry. yeah, I was gonna say I thought you said three. I thought you said three years. Yeah, I ate a cup of coffee and you know got a minimum. And oh geez, lasted, lasted longer than Nate Robinson did in the round in the box. <laughs> hey, and, and speaking and, and speaking of that, uh, did you guys hear any type of commentary from uh, Snoop Dogg? Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. He yeah. actually, he nailed it. He said something that yeah. was just so perfect. He just said, you know, cause I guess Nate Robinson played college football too. Yeah, he so, did. yeah. So yeah. he, um, he's a college football player, you know, he honestly, you know, played in the NF, I mean, in the NBA and three time, uh, slam dunk champion, mm -hmm. uh, phenomenal career. I think he had an awesome career. Yeah. Probably, he probably Especially made for like for a size. He, he had a, yeah. He, what was he? Five, nine, five, nine, five, ten. Five, five, nine. Yeah. And I think that was on a tippy toes. Yeah, he was a legit five, nine. When I saw him, I was like, wow, Nate Robinson, he is small. He's a small dude. Um, but can jump out of the gym, though, man. Phenomenal oh, yeah. athlete. <clears throat> but, but like Snoop said, you can play football. You can play basketball. You can't play boxing. <laughs> you, you just can't go in there thinking you're an athlete and you can. It, it shows because he's a phenomenal athlete. And it just shows you boxing is just another type of sport. You know, you have to, you have to train. 
You well, have to do all the right things. It's a sport. I think it was kind of disrespectful of him to come in and not train the way exactly. you could You could tell right away. I mean, I, I, I actually enjoy watching boxing, so I do watch mm-hmm. it. First thing, I, you know, because I was like, okay, come on, Nate, let's do some work. You know, you're an athlete. You've been training for a few months. And he jumped in. First thing I saw was his hands around his waist. My guy's done. It's done. He kept grabbing him, too. He, he kept grabbing him. Both hands would go right down. His head would go right in front of him. Like, oh, Leading with his head. It's just a target. You're just getting crushed here. He yeah. knew it like seconds into that fight that it was ball game. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was just it was not good. But it's disrespectful to think that you can just go into a sport. And, you know, Jake Paul, I mean, say what you want. I mean, he's technically a professional. He's only had one career professional bout. It's against a chump. He yeah. Talks anybody. But to his credit, he has done it. He's trained. He's worked at his craft. He has some skill. Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, expecting, hey, I, I, I can dribble a basketball so I can go play in the NBA. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind of saying the same so, thing. Yeah, I can jump pretty high, so I should be able to play in the NBA. So I'm going to go over there and do that. It's exactly oh, the same thing. It, or, you know, I, I, can, I can throw a football pretty far, so I could be a quarterback in the NFL. It's not <laughs> – it's just disrespectful. It's, I, you know, I just, you know, and I do, I like, I like boxing. I like watching good boxing, you know, mm-hmm. good fighters. That whole card kind of sucked. It was a pretty bad card. I, I would say Nate, Nate and Jake Paul was the team. That was, I mean, that was the fight. Yeah. I yep. mean, the Tyson fight. I yep. don't know if you guys saw that at all. The oh, Tyson I saw, fight. I saw the whole card. Oh yeah. my gosh. It was, I mean, I, listen, you know, we've seen Tyson when Tyson was Tyson. Yeah. You know? And so, I didn't see one. I mean, it was a gentleman's bet. You know what I mean? It was, he wasn't, there was no shots to the head. You know, Tyson would go pop pop to the body and then hook. I mean, we just know what Tyson can do and he didn't do it. And I get it. You know what I mean? But it was almost like, I don't know. It's almost like we were all, we were all bamboozled. You know what I mean? We got banana the tailpipe on that fight. And and I'm the guy, you know, Roy Jones Jr. I'm the guy that when they were in their prime, I would put my money on Roy Jones beating them. The dude could, box I mean, he, he was, was so fast lightning quick so fast and, and, and you know what he got up there and dad bonded us you know he rolled up there and was like yeah what's up guys no I you know. saw when his I camera saw right away it was swing hold yeah <laughs> swing hold i was it was so boring i was just like oh, oh my bad gosh. yeah it was so bad like i said the jake paul and uh, nate robinson fight that one was the real deal now it got me when i saw that fight it got me excited for the tyson fight because i'm thinking Okay, I heard it's supposed to be kind of like real easy, but when I saw that and Nate Robinson go out flat on his back, I was like, "Ooh, this Tyson fight's gonna be real." But then when you watch it, you're like, "Ah, oh, man, they're like buddies." You know, it's, it's like kind of oh. a couple buddies in the ring, kind of yeah, was... around, hitting each other hard, and going, "Okay, I'm gonna back off a little bit." And I think let's hug it out. <laughs> I think Tyson made twenty mil. I think on that fight, and I think I think it was Roy 10. Jones. 10 oh no i think it was 10 before the buys so i don't know what their buys oh, were okay so 10 and i think it was like 10 and 5 or 10 and 3 yeah they made some money I, yeah they made three mil I, I mean um uh roy jones made about three or five mil and tyson like you said 10 um but man not not bad for what was it eight two minute rounds it was it eight rounds i think it was yeah and they were they were they were small they were, Seven? They were yeah i couldn't remember it was something well and did you yeah. did you hear tyson's comments after he was in there because you know you understand he he owns a, a large uh, marijuana company in the south and they they do a lot of cultivating and he does a lot of uh, taste testing. He was high in the fight. He's like, oh yeah, 
straight up. Like, that's why he'd say, Evander's like, hey, let's just do a professional fight. He's like, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that testing thing. We're not doing Oh, that. I didn't know. I didn't know. He, he admitted he was high. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Tyson. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I was high in the fight. <laughs> oh, that's even funnier. Yeah. Then, you know, also, um, I wanted to touch base a little bit on the Sarah Fuller incident. If you guys don't know who Sarah Fuller is, she is a soccer player for the women's Vanderbilt University of Vanderbilt. Oh, what are they called? The Commodores? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That's a good band. That's a really good band. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's right. Um, anyway, uh, she's a soccer player. I think they I think they took the championship too for their uh, soccer division. Yeah, I, think, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And so if you guys don't know who Sarah Fuller is, she was uh, uh they said making history or whatever and they called her number to come in and kick a field goal to start the second half. And when she kicked the ball and I saw it live and I thought it was just me when I saw it live and I was like, Oh, what is this? Oh, wow. They have a, wow. Okay. I, it reminded me of Kathy Ireland. You guys remember Kathy Ireland in that, yep. in that movie? Uh, what was it? Unnecessary roughness? No, no, no. <laughs> Necessary roughness. No, no, no. What was it? Unnecessary roughness. It's that movie. Look Stuff it up. Like coach that. Bob. Yeah. She was a kicker. She was a field goal kicker. Yeah. I don't remember that. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. I remember Kathy Ireland. I just don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, we all remember Kathy Ireland. I remember Ireland. Kathy Ireland from the swimsuit. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like that movie. She was called. She was a kicker, but she kicked a field goal to win the game, you know? So they call her number. She comes out to kick the ball. And she kicks this squib kick or hook, however you want to call it. They, it they were pooch. saying it was a yeah, pooch. They were pooch saying kick. that's what she planned it. But I'm like, how do you plan a kick like that? You're down 21-0. It's the start of the of the second half. That's the type <coughs> of kick that you kick. It's called, a, I believe it's called a squib kick, where you kick it like that. There's like three seconds left in a quarter, and it's going to be halftime. You do that just to kill the clock. Mm -hmm. That That's what that's called. So why would you take that type of kick to start the second half, and and then the other team just kind of lays on it? it looked like she kicked it and started running off the field. You know, normally when you kick the ball, the kicker runs down with the team to try to make a tackle or a play. It was almost like she knew she was going to do it. And then she kind of ran off the field and then they were just praising her about, you know, equality and oh my gosh, and history. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I watched and I go, what was that? That was garbage. Like she didn't do anything. Okay. Oh, history. I guess they were trying to do some type of publicity stunt. Um, the coach from Vanderbilt, you know, he gets fired the next, like, hours after the game. He gets fired. Derek Mason, head coach, he gets fired hours after the game. Um, well, to, you be, can, to be fair, they're 0-8, so. Yeah, that too. And they it, lost 41-0. to like they were lighting the world on fire before. <laughs> and they lost 41-0. Yeah. But, and then what, what I didn't get, oh, what was bad, I would say, for Vanderbilt's, you know, sports or football program was, they name her special teams player of the week, which I just think is such garbage. She did nothing. The player of the week, and I'm not even trying to be like, oh, chauvinistic, because that's not how it is. It's just what's fair is fair. You know, if you're going to play and you're going to make history and you're going to play with the men and you're going to be player of the week, you have to like do something to earn the player of the week. Like the player before her um, who won player of the week, he actually – uh, scored the touch. I forget what team he played for, or maybe I don't even know if it was for Vanderbilt. Did they name her conference player of the week or <clears throat> their on their football it was, team? It was no, it was the conference. 
player of the week. It she was, plays in the SEC, doesn't she? Yes. Oh, SEC. Yes. No, she plays in the SEC. Yes. And so like with Alabama, it, Texas A&M. It was, it was special teams player of the week. So they have like one for each category. Now, the special teams winner who won prior to her the week before, he scored the uh, uh, game-winning touchdown. They won by four against Florida. He had 500-some-odd yards. That's, the, that's a player of the week. Not a squib kick. Female kicker making history, quote-unquote. Like I, For me, it would be like history. For me, would be if you played on the boys' soccer team and scored a goal. Or maybe you played on the on the men's college Vanderbilt soccer team, and you're going toe to toe with these men. They would destroy her out there. You know how the soccer players play. I think they would destroy her. And, and then I'm not bad mouthing any soccer players or women soccer players, but she's the goalie on top of that, which they say the goalie in soccer is the most athletic player on the soccer team. Uh, but with that kick, when she came out, I was expecting, okay, she probably has a leg. Oh, she's a soccer player. Okay, she's probably going to bolt this about you know, 60 yards, just get it up in the air really high. And I could see that happening. But when I saw that kick and everyone was praising her the next day, and then it just kept, it kept getting worse every day. And then she gets player of the week. And then she won a, um, an, another award. She won a, um, gosh, what was the award she won? It was like the fearless award or something like that. Right. So she was getting all these accolades for, for doing nothing. And it just was like, I go, what is, what is sports turning into here? It's almost like a rec league, a city league where everyone gets a trophy. You know what I mean? That's how I felt. And um, I just think they just, it, it was, it was a bad decision. I don't know if it was a publicity stunt or what I'm, I'm sure Vanderbilt is just like, Oh my gosh, because they actually turned out to be the laughing joke of, you know, college football, if, if not sports history, because of that move, you know, I mean, they fired the coach a couple hours after the game. Uh, just this last Saturday, they were supposed to play Georgia and um, the players, oh gosh, the players boycotted the game and didn't didn't want to go. I don't know how many players, but they couldn't make the roster. So they had to cancel the game. But the media said it was because of covid, which was just straight BS. And that's just how corrupt the media is, you know, the news instead of just keeping it real and they even have it logged down as they didn't have enough players to make the roster. So there was a big group of players that wanted a boycott just because they knew it was a publicity stunt. They were just saying this was BS. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it, pretty crazy. I, I was just kind of like Vanderbilt just totally just done themselves in the, the Vanderbilt football program, man. <sighs> yeah. They made history. All right. It's no, they don't belong in that conference anyways, to begin with. True. They are not good. Coach Lance, are you going to say something? I was just going to say, probably won't be hearing much from them anymore. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, she shanked a 30 yard field goal. That's what it was too. And then they ultimately lost 41 zero. Like she didn't like contribute to the game. If you contributed to the game, maybe she kicked the game winning field goal, or maybe she kicked a field goal to score. Okay. I'll give her something, but like, Squib kick, shank kick, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I, don't, I don't even think that team was good enough to get in a field goal range. So yeah, I mean they lost forty-one to zero. I don't. Even... <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not good. They're, yeah, it's a bad team. Yeah, that was wild. And then I don't know if you guys heard, but at halftime she gave this halftime speech to all the players, and they were ranting and raving 
There's some bra- oh, bravery. She got some type of bravery award. She was sitting there and talking to these grown, huge football players, grown men, saying how you guys don't know what it takes to win. And you guys need to cheer each other on. None of you guys cheer each other on. When we play soccer, we cheer each other on and we push each other. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. That's just something you don't say. It, you can't compare women's soccer to men's or, you know, yeah, men's football. Like college soccer and college football is just two different beasts. But, but in her defense, her team competed. Theirs don't. They don't <laughs> yeah. You can see it. Yeah, they don't. They don't have the fire. I, I will. Hurt. I will take those hurt. ladies' hearts over that football team's heart all day long. Oh, man. Whatever it takes. No, I mean, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, but I watched that game too, and they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, I it just has think nothing to do with a female cook kicker. They suck. I feel it's not even her her lane to even say something like that. You know what I mean? I don't, that's just me. I'm just like, wow. And then everyone boycotts oh. the game. It just somebody's got to say it because obviously their coach wasn't saying it. You know, <laughs> who, know, who knows? Who knows who was in charge of that? Right? Exactly. I mean, who, there's so I mean, there's so many stories upon stories. Who knows what's going on with that? I just found that so interesting. You know, um, I wanted to uh, you know talking about this whole equality uh and and women and men in sports and you know there was a an mma fighter who uh is now a woman but was transformed she was a man born a man transformed to a woman and is fighting women in mma she she's killing these women in this weight class that is a man's body there's testosterone men's bodies are just different it's just science you know compared to women and they are they are allowing this man who is now a woman to fight these women and destroying these women to where it's so obvious i mean you can see just the body built the shoulders the strength you, you can just tell they're, they're the same weight but still, a, a man versus a woman, same weight. And, and then plus, she can fight on top of that, you know, which is just not fair. And I can't, I can't believe they're allowing this. This She's not in, they're not in the UFC. It's just a smaller organization. But it's a big, this huge controversy on that right now with uh, MMA and that lady fighting, um, I mean, you know, who was born a man fighting women and just killing them, destroying them. Um, yeah, it was just a crazy, I wanted to, you know, follow up with that story there too. I don't know if any of you guys heard about that or heard. if you guys follow MMA at all. I haven't heard anything about that. Actually, I was just, uh, I was just looking it up. Do you remember her name or? Remember her name. And I don't know how many fights, like I said, it wasn't, it's not a big organization. It's not like, um, you know, UFC or it's not Bellator it's a small organization and man. Back, backyard fighting championship. You know, who was talking about it was a, a Joe Rogan. Yeah. And Joe right. Rogan. Joe Rogan was talking about it. And I was just yeah. like, what are you kidding me? Fallon Fox. Fallon. Fox. Oh, is that her name? Yep. There you go. There you go. She, Fallon Fox. Coach Tom, you have something? Yeah. Um, at the Jason, uh, we had, I got the story last year or this past, well, yeah, last year. Um, 
at a JC there, I didn't know this was a rule, but let's say there was this guy that played JC hoops. Um, basically kind of same thing what Mel just said. Uh, eventually, you know, just turned into a girl and he was, she was allowed to play women's JC hoops after I had already played two years of JC hoops for men. Wow. So then this coach, the head coach for this one school was t- telling us about it at, at the tournament He's like, yeah, we were watching film. And then, and then when he was telling us the story, I was like, well, the, the person still has the same um, social security number. Like, it's still the same person, technically. It might be two different names, but you still have the social, same social security. They're like, well, it, it's two different sports, right? Even though it's basketball, I mean, they say it's two. So they said that this girl was, like, swatting the shot above the rim. She was dunking. Um, and I was like, how is that possible? So you're basically saying that, well, shit, if I can't go anywhere after my two years at JC, if I just, you know, switch, I have two more extra years of eligibility to play. I was, like, amazed. And so I didn't really believe him at first. And then um, we went to watch. That's crazy. And he was, like, literally showing us film of, like, throwing the ball in the post and dunking. Wow. Some guys. Team I'd like to see the video. I'd like to see the video. That. That's that's wild. Yeah. And that was uh pretty recent, huh? That that was his last year. So yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean yeah. it's one thing to do that, Coach Tom, and it's one thing where you have teams, and we all know Coach Lance, Coach Bob, sandbaggers. Teams yep. that sandbag, man. It's like wh- why? What are you getting out of it? You know, there's there's teams that say they're a division four or division three, they jot down on AAU on paper and then you know, um, or, or they're actually at division one, division two, or, or I would just say an elite team and they, they jot themselves down as division three. I mean, I think coach Tom, you have a story about that, huh? Oh yeah. This was probably, yeah, it felt, it felt a long time ago, but I think it was only two, only two weeks ago. <laughs> um, you know, we have a team that is, it's, it's a very raw team. They're just very raw and they're just not really like, AU organized kids yet, right? Like they, they play basketball, but they just haven't played at that atmosphere. A lot of us have seen, you know, I've seen all levels. I've seen elite. I've seen division one, two, three. When this team that we were scheduled to play against, I knew this team was not like I knew we were nowhere close to them because it, I mean they're just known for aggressiveness, pressing, which I don't mind playing those kind of teams. Um, because I think it, you know, it shows you what you need to work on, obviously. But I just have a a sour taste when you say that. No, I'm a legitimate division three, four, whatever team I am, right? But I see you play up in older age brackets, either one or two years older, competing against kids that are two years older than you, and you're winning. And now when you're playing your own age, you're saying you're a lower division playing. I'm like, it's one, it's it's not fun for both sides, right? It's not gonna be fun for your kids because you're normally usually playing up, and now you're playing a team that you're just going to wipe out. I mean, they, they legitimately said they were, you know, whatever, a division three team. Um, and they won both of their games by over 45. Yeah. That's the clincher too. When they blow teams out, then you're yeah. like, what are you doing? It's so obvious. And, and, and they blew, they blew both of our teams out. Like our team and the other team they played and it was a running clock. Could you imagine if it was a stop clock? Oh, geez. Right. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's, <sighs> I, it's crazy because I think, you know, and a lot of these terms that we've, you know, Mel and like a lot of we've been playing, 
a lot of these tournaments, you don't even win anything. You're not winning a medal. It's just like, we're really just out there for the kids that want to play, right? The parents that want to see their kids play. They're just scrimmage games. You know, it really is just, okay, two games, get in and get out. Um, let their kids get in shape, kind of play. Mm-hmm. Especially um, at that tournament, right? You're talking about the tournament in Yuba City, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no medal. You don't win anything. You don't even get a piece of paper. Same thing at Hardwood. Yep. Yep. I, I, yeah, that's right. Hardwood started to do that, huh, Coach Lance? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I actually, uh, I think it was a couple summers ago. It was our biggest tournament of the year. We traveled, and I, I ended up looking. You know, you always look at the brackets, who's in your bracket. And there were, I think there were five divisions. There was an elite, a D1, and then two, three. I don't even know if there's four. Maybe there's four. I don't know. But yeah. we played D1. So there was an elite bracket ahead of us. And we had been playing most of these teams, you know, from the Bay Area and Northern California for the better part of the last three months. So we kind of knew who most everyone is. And one of the teams that came up on there, we had played and I'm familiar with, you guys would be familiar with as well, but they, uh, they popped up on the schedule and we beat them by kind of like 25, like three weeks before in, a, in another tournament in the Bay Area. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know this, but I also know this team is uh, uh, is known for pulling ringers. So I looked immediately. The first thing I did is I looked at the age group above us. And I'm like, oh, look, they have a team. Uh, and then I also noticed our schedule was rewritten. So I compared the schedules. They were rewritten so that they didn't have overlap between their eighth and seventh grade team at the time. So I, that. I said, I said, I know exactly what's going to happen. And I warned our, our parents and I knew I knew they were going to pull players down. So as soon as I walked in the gym, I saw I saw exactly who I thought I'd saw one of the players, one of the better players in the area in his age group, and then uh, a couple others that I 100% know. And immediately, my 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 uh, parents came to me and says, "I know those kids. They, you know, my son goes to school with them, and they're in a their age older than them. They know their age. Blah 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 blah." I'm like, "I know, I know, I know." So we went out there, and they jumped all over us to begin with, and. You know, we ended up coming back. We ended up losing by seven, I think. Uh, and they ended up obviously winning the tournament. You know, they blew out every other team they played. They ended up winning the tournament. So we went home. We, we placed third because we didn't get to – that was to go to the championship game. So we didn't get to go to the championship game. So we placed third. But I was like, Jesus, what – is that trophy worth that much to you? And what, what do you – what – honestly, what kind of message are you sending to those kids, both the older kids and the younger kids? Younger kids, hey, we can't win with you guys, so we got to pull kids down to try to win. And then the older kids, what are you showing them? You can't win at your own age level, so we're going to pull you down here. And what about the parents? You guys all know. You know you're sitting on yeah. your hands. There's no it's way that, I let my kid play down. It's that ego award is what they're winning. It's such a false ego. Dude, you didn't win anything. That's not yeah. gratifying. Coach Tom, you had something good. Yeah. Coach Tom, take it away, Coach Tom. You I got something? one good story on this USC, and I'll end on this one for probably my little take on this stuff. My girls' team, yeah, it was probably like three weeks ago. We were playing one of our famous teams that we love to play. Um, and some of my girls, you know, when we're not playing, they're playing on this, this team because they, they're trying to get their games in, so-and-so. The team that we were playing has 10 girls. Um, our team beats them. Okay, so I think we end up winning by like 15, 20. Their team is playing a back-to-back. The two girls on my team come up to me and says, hey, um, do you care if we go play with so-and-so? And, you know, at this point, I'm like, all right, 
you guys just do whatever you want to do. Like as long as it doesn't interfere with like we're trying to do with with this group, you can go do whatever you want. So the team already had like I always think okay if if you know like let's say Coach Mel, if I only have five guys or four guys and I see Kaino at the tournament, I might say Mel, can I borrow Kaino because we just need a fifth body or a sixth body. Like we we might we might be short. I just need an extra body just for a sub. Yeah, right. This team already has ten girls. All right, so they already have a full boat, and you know all those girls paid. Yep. Um, and their parents. So, sure enough, the two girls play, and he starts both of the girls. Ooh, uh, too. Right, and so then I'm thinking, like, I, I I was talking, you know, to some of the parents. I'm like, I'm talking to some of my parents of the the kids that were playing. I'm thinking, like, if that was if I was that was my kid that was on that team, in this. You know, like they might know the girls that play on both or whatever, whatever it is, right? But they just beat us, and now you're barring the tours. Yeah, they might play with us in past tournaments when we're not when they're not playing with them. But we already have ten girls. We already have ten players. Why do we want to bring two more players? Let alone they're going to start, and now they're taking more playing time over someone else. Like we said, these tournaments don't really matter, right? These tournaments are for fun. Like we're just they're scrimmage games almost, right? But now you're taking PT over other kids that probably had already paid to play on the team or they're taking playing time from other girls now that once could have started and now are coming off the bench because these two girls are not starting. Yeah. That's definitely how you piss people off. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. The, um, the team, I wanted to tell you a story too. Um, that team that you were talking about earlier, coach Tom with that ran the score up and, and pretty much sandbagged is the same program that, um, I had a problem with the coach. So the coach after the game, um, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. So, you know, it was an out of bounds play, our ball under our basket. Um, their player had his back turned towards Kainola's inbounding the ball and he threw it off of his back oh, and yeah. went up and scored the basket and, you know, whatever. Everyone was all, oh. but anyways, I guess the coach didn't like that. I don't know if it was his son or I can't remember, but he didn't like that obviously he didn't because after the game was over we all shook each other's hands went down the row i'm the last guy of course coach good game coach she said hey um one of your players didn't shake my hand i go who and he goes number 12 <laughs> it's kind of right and i'm like number 12 that's my son you know i go and i immediately go up to him i go kind of did you not shake the coach's hand and he said oh no. he was trying to tell me something and i was already kind of pissed and I said, shake the coach's hand. So he shakes the coach's hand. And as we are walking back, and I said, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, and I don't teach you guys to do that. And I was almost shocked and almost, and, and I was embarrassed. And he's like, no, dad, I went to shake his hand. And he put his hand down and I go, are you serious? And then all the boys were like, yeah, coach, like the players that were behind Kainoa, they saw the coach go like this, go like this. When Kainoa came, he put his hand down and then he kept going. And wow. I go, what a dick. Ah, that, yeah, that's a straight dick move as a coach. Shoot. And I, I totally want to say something about their name, but I might even give them the pleasure on saying, you know, their uh, their organization's name. But I'm not a fan of those guys after that happened. And we would play him and I would see him and I, would, I wouldn't say anything. I would just look at him and go, dude, like you said, Coach Bob, straight dick. Who does that? grow up dude like we're talking about coaches and speaking of coaches i know i don't know maybe four or five podcasts ago i was talking about a team that we played um cab cabbage elite we'll call them that 
anyways, the coach didn't want to shake my hand afterwards. And um, so uh, uh, we played them again this past weekend at Yuba City. And we only had five, five players. Um, we ended up still playing. Um, you know, they're running their mouth nonstop. Calling, dropping the end. I mean, calling my boys N words. Uh, these dudes are weak. These dudes are, you know, bitches. And I'm just like, man, who are you? Are you guys coaches? Or are you guys like fans? I still don't get it. But what I did was I didn't have rabbit ears. I can hear them, but I wasn't acknowledging them. I was just coaching. I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I fell. Shame on me for falling into the trap the first time we played. And I was acknowledging them. Now I'm just like, you know what? You know how you just sit back and you watch your boys. You're like, let's just win this one, please. <laughs> Inside, I was saying, I was saying that. Um, so, you know, one of, I mean, we, we're keeping it close. They're like, yeah, we're going to run the score up on these dudes and these, you know, these B's and these N's. And, and I'm just like, man, these guys are soft. They don't know how to play basketball. These dudes are soft. They don't want any of this smoke. And I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. And we're keeping it close. I look at halftime. We're down by two with five players. They got a full roster, you know, over there. Same players, same kids. And then I'm just like, hey, guys, hey, at least we're not getting blown out. They're, they're saying they're going to 30 pieces right now. Um, second half starts. We're down. We come back. We managed to, to tie the game, you know. And then one of my players, who was it who fouled out? CJ. CJ fouls out. So now we have four. So we're just playing a 2-2 zone. I mean, that's basically what you can do only. Um, and then we, we ultimately um, get the ball back over a turnover that they had. And um, we come down and we are up. I think we score. We, oh, Aiden goes to shoot a three. We had an out-of-bounds play under the basket, our ball. I set it up for Aiden, catch the ball at the top and shoot a three. Deep, too. He catches the ball and the kid goes under him. And so when he falls down, he rolls his ankle really bad. So he's done. And I, I'm looking at him like, get up, but get up. We only have four. He's crying. He's hurt. I'm like, oh, so I have to go out there. I have to get him, carry him off. He's, he's done. So we only have three. It's their ball. We're up by one. Oh, no, no. We had, we had free throws to shoot because it was a one-on-one. -on -one. It was a double bonus situation. So I called Storm to shoot the free throw. Storm hits them both because we were down by one. He hits them both. We go up by one. And um, they're coming down. Now we're in a, I call a timeout. <clears throat> we're in a, a one-two. So I have Cannon up top. I have Storm. <laughs> I have Storm down on a box. Just a triangle and none. Just a triangle. I have a triangle. I've got you know, Storm on a box and Noah on a box and Cannon up top. Kainoa wasn't there. He wasn't playing. He was with his mom. So, uh, you know, so they, they're coming down. They have five players, right? And I'm looking at my boys and I said, hey, I, I say it out loud. I said, hey, let them shoot the three. Just don't, just stay inside the key. Let them shoot the three. Now, mind you, this is how stupid these coaches are. Yeah, I called you guys stupid if you guys are listening. <laughs> you have an advantage. It's, it's called, it's basic math. Five on three, dude, they shoot like a 25 footer at the top of the key. <laughs> the dude who was bringing the ball up, the point guard. And I told Cannon, sag off, let him shoot that ball. And so the player kind of was like, that mother effer made it too, man. Oh. He shoots it, he makes it, you know, with like, I don't know, four seconds left. We get the ball in, kind of got, you know, hit, battered. They trapped us. We just, we lost the ball, but we ultimately lost by two. And with three players 
And I looked at those guys like, dude, you guys are so sad. You don't even know you're so sad. That's your last shot that you're going to take. I would pass the ball around until you got a layup. It's so easy. Oh my gosh. I was just like, then now I really know. I was hoping maybe, maybe they are coaches, you know, maybe they can coach a little. No, now I know they are not coaches. So if you guys are listening, just stop. All right. Yeah. Just, just go bowling or something, you know, don't even, don't even coach. You, you guys are sad. You guys are just, a, a, I don't know, just disgusting that you guys are even calling yourself coaches. And when you play them, I know you've played them, coach Tom, you're going to play them. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. The, uh, the, co- the coach has braids kind of like, looks like a mop, you know, it's just a bunch of braids like DOS effects. Remember that rap group back in the day? Um, anyways, it's like a bunch of DOS effects. I'll just run their mouths. That's all they do. They don't even know what they're saying. They don't even coach. They just have athletes. And man, we were so close. God, I wanted to win that one so bad. Man. Do they have magic jerseys? Uh, they're, they're like yellow and blue or something. Uh, but, you know, you always got like five or six players that have a different jersey on. Yeah, I so, think I... It's those guys. <laughs> hey, get some uniforms for your kids. Well, I know, I know what you're doing because you you have a different roster every time we play you. You have a couple guys coming in that are like, ooh, okay, we got some, uh, you know, some shooters here or or somebody new. We found this so, one at the park. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. I even seen some players from different teams on that team this week, and I was just like, oh, it's a combination of that team and this team now. So weird, so dumb. Um, yeah. And so anyways, that was the nice story after that I had to tell. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up, uh, yeah, this, uh, podcast, everyone. I, I know coach Bob's got a meeting. And, uh, so, uh, we thank you coach Bob for hanging out with us. We thank everybody listening, you know, to us as well. And, um, we really appreciate all the love and support with this podcast. Um, we are, uh, are we slowly growing coach Lance? I don't even know. I haven't even checked to see if we slowly, slowly. Okay. So we are growing. So we appreciate all those that are uh, um, following us. And uh, yeah. Uh, Do we have a quick coaches, coaches quote of the uh, day? I have one here. Well, it's just something really quick. It's not even, I don't even know if it's a real quote, but um, iron sharpens iron. That's my quote of the day. Um, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, uh, really fast. I'm just very fortunate that, you know, the players that I have are, are, they're all good from, you know, one to 10. And when we practice and coach Tom, I mean, I'm sure you can relate with some of your players too. When you got 10 kids that are good in their scrimmage and practicing against each other, you got two strong teams. It's like iron sharpens iron, you know? And it, um, people don't realize that it's sometimes better than playing actually in tournaments. Yeah, it is. It is. We have some you know, really good. When, when have, I have, yeah. Those, when I have, those, that practice yeah when i have all 10 show up and we get a scrimmage going i'm like gosh we just do this for an hour you know so that's pretty much what Uh i have to leave with yeah we'll uh talk we'll talk to you guys next week okay guys um all you twitch fans out there too aloha guys we really love you guys thank you again for hanging out with us on the live stream and uh we'll see you guys next week for coach bob mack for coach tom tran and for coach lance o'hara i am coach mel morosco and we will see you guys next week. Much love and aloha.